0: Everybody, to the latest episode of the Current Status. I'm Pumla Schmidt and I'm here with my co-host Teresa. Uh, do you want to introduce
1: yourself? Yeah, so excited to to do another episode today. I'm Teresa Miller, and you can find me on Twitter at twenty four by seven it connect. I
0: forgot to get my Twitter handle at exchange goddess. So today's episode, we're going to talk about home network upgrades. Apparently, with everybody being at home with this pandemic. A lot of questions are being asked, a lot of complaints, you know, the Wi-Fi is slow. So we thought it'd be a good time to talk about, is this the right time to upgrade your network? I particularly have started to upgrade my network, lots of issues at home. And Teresa, I think you're in the same process as well. So our guests here have both recently updated their networks in the past couple of years and they were particularly chosen because they're not networking specialists or they're not in the networking field, but we wanted a different perspective. We wanted non-professional networking people to talk about their experiences when they went through their upgrade process. What was their deciding factor? What equipment were they looking at? And ultimately, the choices that they made, do they like it? Our first guest is uh, Ross Smith, and then our second guest is Al. So I'm going to hand it off to you guys to kind of do a little intro. So, Ross, do you want to intro yourself? And then we'll go with Al.
2: Sure. So hopefully I'm not disqualified because at one point way long ago in my career, I actually got a Cisco networking degree certification, whatever it was called. You
0: know, you didn't uh, have to tell us that.
2: Yeah. But since then, I haven't done anything <laughs> other than that entry-level Cisco network certification. Boy, um, well, how many years network. ago? I, I was going
1: to say, was I, that? I think so it helped. 2,000. Yeah, I, but I do think it helps your case some, right? It means you have enough knowledge to be dangerous, but maybe also know, enough knowledge know to, to make some decent anyway. decisions. <laughs> You're not a practicing network. No, I'm engineer. not practicing
2: by any way. Um so what you wanna oh so but I am in IT, obviously, and uh yeah, I have a home network. And my Twitter handle is Ross Smith the fourth, by the way.
3: Al. Hello. Uh, thanks for allowing me to join. My name is Al Rashid. I am a systems administrator for a federal contractor here in the D.C. area. I am nowhere near Ross in terms of Cisco certifications, but I can I can thumb around, as they say, and you can find me on Twitter at Al underscore Rashid.
1: Okay.
0: So I just upgraded my network. Was it Wednesday, I think? And I was going through a couple different, um, I guess, equipment network types. And before I had an extender in my house, I've, I've got a, a decent-sized home that wasn't getting enough reach, especially in my daughter's room because she plays Fortnite and GTA and TikTok and you you name yeah you name it she's on it and uh, she just wasn't getting that connection. So I figured I needed the upgrade because now they're home all the time and i'll reveal what i i'm trying out for the next 30 days but i was going through this like what what do i choose and there's just so many different products out there and ultimately i am weighing between uh the two the the euro euro and amplify which both of you are each using respectively so who wants or uh, Tre- well, Teresa? Would,
1: yeah, let's. I was gonna say let's talk about my situation a little bit. <laughs> Teresa has so, an internet
0: situation.
1: <laughs> I, it's, it's a perpetual, ongoing internet situation. So a little bit of back history. Um, when I built my home, just over twenty years ago now, we I actually did hardwire my home with at the time would have been Cat Five, but. Very quickly, I learned that I didn't actually need any of that because the only options available to me were actually DSL. So I was using my phone line more than any kind of networking in the house. And then everything became wireless. So um, I was stuck with DSL until I would say at this point, it's probably six to nine months ago, where I finally found an option that gave me 100 meg uh, satellite internet which is okay um we have a cap um we're at, at which point we do get throttled um there are weak signal spots in my house perpetually but i would definitely say we get worse when we're throttled so i don't know if Doing like a mesh network, uh, extending that reach a little bit like Pumala discussed would be helpful in my situation. Maybe it would in the weak spots, but when we're throttled, I don't know if I should be holding my breath. So Al and Ross, please help me. What do I need to know to be able to perhaps still get a better experience in my home with my internet? Besides
2: moving, right? Moving is well obvious.
1: buying a building <laughs> was was my workaround. Yes, everybody We bought a building, okay? <laughs> so that I could do this podcast today and I could do my job day in and day out without dealing with internet issues. So let's pretend that didn't happen though. If I right. could improve my home experience with my internet for everyone in my house. What can I do? What should I be mean,
2: about? I, I would say outside of the fact that you might have a cap that can, can t- curtail what you can, what your experience is like browsing the internet or streaming, I would still probably invest in a mesh network just to improve the overall reliability of networking within your house um, so that there's no potential area where one person is failing to get even an adequate level of coverage. Because um, that's obviously going to make it appear like they're being throttled when, in fact, you're not even at the limit, because they're only getting one or two bars of wireless signal. So I think, I think you should definitely do the investment in the mesh network, and then it's just coming down to which technology you want to implement. There are so many of them, and we're only talking about two of them here today.
3: Yeah, I would, I would agree, because coverage is critical, especially now, as we've all experienced. Uh, we're all working from home for the foreseeable for, for the foreseeable future, so you never want to be stuck in an area where there's a dead spot or a, a weak signal, uh, especially if you're on a work-related call. So uh, a mesh point, it's it's you have more to gain uh, than you do to lose, and uh, I would definitely recommend it.
1: Okay, that's good to know. I'm wondering too if you know when we're all trying to leverage, even though it's satellite-based, we're all trying to use it at the same time. Like I've got kids on doing schoolwork or the kids are done with schoolwork and they want to be watching YouTube and I'm trying to have work calls As my day is not over, it, I'm thinking it could perhaps help that experience as well. What are What are your thoughts? Yeah. So, I mean, this will come
2: down to, I think, the individual technology capability of the solution, right? Like, so first off, we should probably define what a mesh network is. But effectively, a mesh network is one where all the de- all the networking devices uh, communicate with one another to basically try and find you the optimal your devices' optimal route out to the gateway, so that it re intelligently, effectively should reroute you to the best set of mesh devices to get you out to the internet, so that you're not connected to say you know the your basement's mesh network when you're on the second floor of your house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's kind of core to understanding what a mesh network is. And then I think to follow up your second question, is like, if I've got all these competing resources going on, how do I ensure that uh, I get the access I need versus them? Can we do um, the quality of service? Um, solutions have, they all have different, Different capabilities, right? I, 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 mean, I'll speak what Eero provides in that case, and Al can kind of talk about what the Amplify has. Even though we've we're kind of, I think, getting into the, the solution um, without talking about what each solution does over the course of uh, capabilities, I guess. But um, from an Eero perspective, you know, like quality of service is really around allowing specific devices to have or receive priority bandwidth at the expense of others. Right? That's the basic right. definition of quality of service. Right. What Eero developed was what they refer to as a smart queue management, where they attempt to ensure that all the connected devices have basically uh, are connected simply and share the network's available bandwidth appropriately across the board. So you're not prioritizing one device over the other. But that way, like, you know, if you if you have a device that's backing up a huge amount of data to OneDrive or Box or something else, that that isn't preventing your daughter from streaming that 4K content off of Netflix or YouTube.
1: And that can totally happen right now. And I, I'm thinking here, too, from my enterprise experiences, the network admins were always like when they would do QoS, they would you know, that would be done manually, and they would, you know, key that in and figure out how to prioritize things. So you're saying with Eero, it will auto-manage that. Is it in te- uh, intelligently doing that based on how we use yes. it? Yes.
2: Okay. I mean, so going back to one of the, uh, I think Pumla said earlier, or she said it to me in another conversation, it's like these, these home-based mesh networks, right? They're they're They can be as simple or as complicated as you want, right? So like you could deploy an advanced networking solution that requires you to manually set up all these little individual settings. Like this setting, the Smart Queue Management in Eero, it's a toggle in their UX. That's it. That's that's all the configuration there is. It does everything else behind the scenes based on How the devices it, that are connected.
0: Is Amplify like that, Al, where it's, it's just, it just does it, its thing?
3: It basically does its thing. There's going to be a lot of similarities between the two products. Uh, I think essentially it may come down to cost or your preference in terms of the manufacturer. But for Amplify, it does everything automated. Um, The mesh points, to Ross's point, um, they pick up, your your device picks up the strongest signal within the house. So with um, Amplify, it comes with a router, a base router, and two mesh points. I live in a three-level home, give or take 4,000 square feet. Prior to purchasing Amplify, um, there were some dead spots in the upper corners of the house. The uh, uh, My ISP is Verizon. We have Fios. Their router is in the basement. Uh, prior to uh, integrating Amplify, there were dead spots throughout the house. Um, signal wasn't poor. And if it was poor, I should say. And whenever there were a ton of devices on the network, the performance would be affected.
1: Yeah, that's, that's right. Really interesting. Uh, Go ahead, Ross. I was just gonna say that was uh,
2: what Al's described describes basically my house as well. My network junctions in my in my basement. And that was where my main. Uh, the only difference was is that like your house, Teresa, when I built this house, I ran Cat5 everywhere. So at the time before I moved to Eero, my main network Router was in the basement, but my main wire, my only wireless access point, was on the first floor in of my office.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: so I had decent coverage in my office, good coverage probably in the family room and kitchen area. But beyond that, going anywhere else in the house, upstairs or in the basements, was problematic. And and well, I won't name the name. They make great network hard, you know, network uh, switches and <laughs> and devices. But their wireless access points pretty much sucked. And I was constantly like every every few weeks, it would just stop handing out DHCP reservations through wireless. And I had to hard reboot the device to get it back up and running. And I went through several different iterations of their product releases before I finally gave up and went to a mesh network. Um, but yeah, basically same, same type of approach. And now I have a solution that... There isn't anywhere in the house that I can find where I don't have excellent network coverage as a result.
3: Now, very similar when we moved into the home um, about 11 years ago. Uh, again, going back to what I said, our Fios router is in the basement. At the time, it was outdated. Uh, got on the phone with Verizon Support. They acknowledged that it was outdated. They sent me a new router, but my performance didn't necessarily improve. Uh, then I purchased some. Um, uh, wireless uh, access points. I'll leave them unnamed as well. I had one on the main level I had one on the bedroom level and I and I didn't notice an improvement It actually became more of a job tra- trying to manage these devices Manage the updates manage the whatever is connected to it and I qu- quite honestly I just got sick of it. I, I got I became so frustrated and part of it's my fault I was going on the cheap and maybe we'll get into that in a little bit later uh, I was trying to save a few bucks, but what ended up happening was I was spending more time, and time is money, as we all know.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, what's the management interface like, Al, on Amplify?
3: So, it, you do have an option for the web-based interface. It's not—I'm not going um, to—it's—I'm not going to say it's very detailed or very complex. But what I would recommend, and this is how I manage my network using the Amplify devices, I have the mobile app and it works flawlessly on my iPhone. I'm actually looking at it right now. I see my router, I've got my two mesh points. You've got some options to choose from, and I'll just go through them uh, real quickly at the bottom. Uh, System, uh, you can view your performance. So to give you an example, I can run a test, and I'll do it now while I'm speaking. That will test my upload and download speeds. I've actually done this about once a month since we've been working from home, going on three months now just to see what it's been like month after month, Uh, especially now with the kids being at home, I've got two. Uh, They've got their various devices, their iPhones, their laptops, their iPads, so on and so forth, but we also stream our TV. I don't have cable boxes in the house, we stream everything through an Apple TV, you know, throughout the house. So my download speed is 158, my upload speed is 152, and that's very consistent with the tests that I've done once a month for the past three months. Um, nice. Furthermore, yeah. Furthermore, you can set up a guest network. So if I don't want someone jumping on my private network per se, I can set up a guest network, give them a generic password, and they're on. Uh, I can also track what devices are on my network. So as we speak, I've got 23. That's more than normal. And there's probably some devices my kids aren't aware of that are connected to this network, like their Roku sticks and whatever from years gone by. It's fine. I mean, as long as there's no interruption, everybody's happy. I'm happy. But the most important aspect is, honest to God, I do very little management, if any.
1: So that kind of aligns with what Ross, I think, was saying, too. So then, so Pumala, you just made a decision. You said you upgraded last week. You added a mesh network to your home. So what is
0: your experience so I'm still debating between the two because I honestly wanted, you know, see what the difference is. Uh, I will say the one that I put in, it was it took me ten minutes, if that. I downloaded the app, uh, gave it a name, and then uh, it just started connecting. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is yeah, too easy. The, <laughs> the most time was you
2: plugged in all the devices everywhere.
0: Yeah, I had to go upstairs, you know, and run around, and I was like, "Oh man, I need the power adapter for this." Uh, Yeah, I think that took the longest was trying to figure out where I was gonna like plug power in, but it was super easy to set up. I and I love the convenience of the app. Like, you know, I don't need to get on my computer and log in with the admin password one two three because I think that what everybody uses for their routers password. Uh, yeah. And one thing that I wrote, like it, when I was looking to upgrade, I rarely went into my routers config and did anything to it. Like I, it had all the capabilities, right? It had everything, even mm-hmm. VPN, but I never really used it. So when I was looking at upgrade, I'm like, well, if I don't use all those features, what, why am I going to get like dream machine or, you know, get one of these like enterprise type equipment in my home? It sounds really cool. And of course, you know, some of my professional friends were saying, oh, you need to get this. This is awesome. I'm like, I got to manage it. Like, I, I actually have to go and maintain. Right. And I really, I don't want to do that. And I didn't have to do it with this. And like, it was up and running and I am up and running and then went downstairs and I went for a run on my treadmill. Like, it's like, oh, this is cool. And my daughter's not complaining that she can't get on Fortnite anymore. So <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, like I feel, I feel good. Like, I, I feel really good. And I can actually like, uh, and, and my parents are, are streaming constantly. And one thing is really cool is I get to see which um, device they're connecting through. So, uh. you know, yeah, I can kind of go, oh. And it's like one of the rooms is kind of in between. So I'll we'll switch between the downstairs device and the upstairs device. It's just kind of really, you know, yeah, it switches between. I'm like, oh. and I find it interesting how the equipment knows, you know, what to optimize. So it, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely cool.
2: It's all based on basically, uh, in many ways, it's all cloud-based type of technology. It's all learning right. from the system, sending it back to the you know Eero or Amplify's network, and it's doing the optimizations there and helping uh, offload some of that processing onto the onto your network device. And to Puma's other point, the other I think one of the other cool features that I know Eero has them. I would assume Amplify has has it as well, because both devices' uh, networks support multiple um, bands, right? You know, you have your traditional 2.4 gigahertz Mm -hmm. and you have your 5 gigahertz range. And in fact, there's multiple different 5 gigahertz range. Um, Eero's Pro devices support two 5 gigahertz range, like 5.2 and 5.8, something like that, Um, which I couldn't even tell you what that means from a... Configuration standpoint, which devices use 5.2 over 5.8, but either way, it has that capability. But the cool thing that they they released a while back was this feature they call band steering, which basically it sits there and and maps what which bandwidth band your device is connecting with, really and nice. over time will adjust it automatically so that if if it was using 2.4 and 5 gigahertz. It will attempt to steer it to move to five gigahertz over time because Ooh. five gigahertz is less crowded than the old 2.4 gigahertz network. I'm sure yeah. Amplify does the same thing or has the same type of capability, but that's just another like optimization, like within this mesh. Cause like the traditional old wireless access points, it was like like Al said, you've got a guest network and a main network. Well, typically on those old wireless access points, you had a 2.4 gigahertz network. Na- wireless access point name, and you had a five gigahertz, and you as the user yeah. had to go and manually configure those. Mine and does.
1: It, yeah, yeah this. mine does so, now. You
2: have, you have one network. Okay. And your device connects, and it, your, it, out. it coordinates with the device to say, okay, you're on 2.4 for this session, or you're on five gigahertz for this session. There's no, mm. oh, I'm going to connect these set of devices to my five gigahertz network, these set to two, that all goes away. Nice. I mean, the one. The, the the one thing that Al mentioned about the guest network, the one thing that I have found with that is that I don't know if it, how it gets used, if it gets used at all in Al's house, but I can pretty much say that the guest network does not get used. Why? Because He's giggling. Apple made it so damn easy to just for, for, you know, when my friends come over, my son just like shares the wireless access network from his device to their devices with just a simple tap. So they're automatically connected on the private network. Um, What's so the point, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cool feature, but it rarely gets used. It,
1: I, yeah, I, that makes sense. I can't see using that either. I
2: could that might
1: that. be more for enterprises, like for businesses. Yeah. So yeah. if you had that in a small business, you may want your yeah. staff on a regular network and then that gas network maybe gets locked down better, restricted, and then only your customers use
3: yeah. that. Yeah, for me, when we moved into the house, when I wanted to dabble a little bit, I did have a guest network. But again, when it comes down to the time in management, I truthfully speaking, I just got tired of it because whenever there was a problem in the house with the Internet, it comes directly to me. So I'm just going to make it easy. There's one flat network for everybody to use. Yes, there's a password. There is some form of security, but I'm not going to go. To the level where it's going to be so complicated and, uh, and almost impossible to manage outside of me, because there's going to be times, and we can all relate. You're on the road, something happens back home, you're not going to be readily available to manage it. So why complicate things and more than they have to be?
2: Yeah, and I, that that's another great point. Just the security aspect, right? Al mentioned before having to manually download firmware updates and keep the oh old gosh infrastructure. No, up thank to you. It.
0: I hate doing that. They update automatically. Like Eero releases,
2: Eero pretty much releases a a monthly update firmware. Pretty much. I mean, sometimes it's less than uh, on a less frequent basis, but for the most part, it's every month a new firmware update comes out and they roll it out. Or you, as the admin, can go manually update your devices yourself, or it will just automatically install. There's no configuration that, you have to do in that case. Now, the only time there's configuration is if they rolled out a new feature, and you've got to go turn that on. Like uh, this past month's release, they rolled out WPA3 support. So, from a security standpoint, right? Like, I've had this device. I've had, I think now, I think I'm entering my third year with Eero. It's too I, time is so I, unmanageable these days. So, I don't know what when I actually got it anymore. But. Uh, you know, Boomer. Same hardware device, and yet now I've got a new authentication protocol for more secure devices, which is interesting, right? I found an issue, though. I mean, my my current new thermostat will not connect with WPA3, so whatever Android build that they've built doesn't support that on that back-end device. So I had to turn it off, but it was cool to see new, stronger security mechanisms get released via software update that automatically got installed that I just had to turn on if I wanted without having to buy new hardware. Whereas in the past life, oh, WPA to WPA2, that was a new hardware model revision. That's how those vendors made money to sell you more hardware.
3: I I could totally relate to what Ross said. I'll be honest. If I looked up when I purchased it, my my, uh, Amplify equipment, it's probably been two years at least, but in terms of managing managing it, maybe once every other month. So to give you an example, I'm gonna to try to hold up my phone with the mobile app open to the camera. And you'll see at the top of the screen where it says everything is great. Oh, yeah. I like that. Everything yeah. is great. So you notice, has the same thing. Yeah, you notice it says oh my goodness. you notice it says two months and six days.
0: Was that your last
1: update?
3: That's the last update, dear. Okay, oh,
1: so wow. so both of you that's seem excited life. about the auto updates. That to me means that they're not auto updating in the middle of the day when you're trying to have a meeting. Oh yeah, that, that's a question. So if they do
0: update, does that does something to your network? Do you get a blip?
2: Right. Well, so- yes, because they because well, I mean, with Eero, when they redo the firmware, mm-hmm. it resets each device, the the wireless access points as the firmware is rolled out. So obviously. When the main unit updates, you lose internet connectivity during that, re- that reboot cycle. Um, I've, I've never noticed when it gets installed. But a lot of times, I'm also the one who will check it because I'll be on the forums or whatever, and I'll see a new update down. And I'm like, all right, I'll roll that out. So I'll just roll it out whenever. Um, usually, it's at night, though. Um, I, I can tell you. So I moved my mom to Eero as well. She's never once complained and called me and said, "Why the hell did my network just reboot because of a firmware?" Because she has the app, so she sits there and can look at the app. But you know, it it she she no longer complains about her internet to me, which is phenomenal as a result of moving her to a mesh network that has a better connectivity capability with her uh, coaxial cable
3: modem. Yeah, I, yeah, I would fully agree and endorse with what Ross has said because ask me how many times I actually look at the mobile app, very rarely. And that's yeah. because everything is working. I have no reason to look at it. The only times I look is when someone in the family says, hey, dad, or my wife says, hey, honey, I'm noticing you know, there's some performance issues. That's when I'll look and I'll, I'll run some basic tests through the app. But the first thing that catches my attention, again, going back to the screen I showed you on the mobile app, if there's an update, it'll say there's an update. But I forget who it was that asked, is it a manual or an automatic process? For me, I choose to do it manually because, okay. as we all know, when you go to update your phone or update your OS, whatever the case may be, the first day something is rolled out, there are always bugs. Yeah, so yeah I that wait, makes
1: sense.
3: Yeah, so I, I wait, just like I manage uh, our, the uh, Um, our, our clients, our workstations in the office, I wait two weeks before I roll out the updates, before I approve any, before I deploy any approved updates to the clients. The same thing with the mobile app. I'll give it two weeks and uh, then I'll install it and I'll do it overnight when most everybody is normally at that time sleeping. But since we've been shelter in place, my kids don't sleep until six in the morning and they wake up at six at night. Yeah,
2: that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Same same here. I think we have all the same kids.
2: So, this last firmware update, just to speak about firmware updates and their rollout process, because I don't know what their typical process is in terms of how long it is after it's released before it actually will automatically update. I don't recall that. But I know, for example, for this latest firmware update, due to the fact that there were some major code changes in it and everybody was working from home, they actually did a flight control on its rollout and staggered the distribution of that rollout over. Over a few weeks, I think there's some people that still haven't got it. I got offered it about a week after uh, it, they they had announced its release. Um, so it wasn't, you know, it's to Al's point, it was, you know, as a result of that, it was very staggered as a result in terms of getting the availability. So it wasn't bleeding edge, as I sometimes do with their firmware updates.
0: So on, on the subject of our kids staying up late with shelter and place, Do you have the with both the system? Is there an ability to control their internet access? Because you know, I we don't want our kids up till six o'clock in the morning, even though you know they probably are. Um, you know, instead of unplugging the router, which I've done before, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, can we control that?
2: (laughs) So, Eero has this concept of profile, so you can define a profile and you associate all the devices with that particular profile. And then you can spe- you can create uh, th- there's two f- features associated with the profiles. One harpers back to the security aspect, but the other one is around time management effectively. And you can define time frames in which they can use the device. So like, for example, with my son, I have a school timeframe which specifies his hours of which he can have internet access, which is basically all day, cuts off at a certain point at night doesn't turn back on in the morning. Of course, that's all gone the gone out the door with, with the pandemic. But um, before that, it was pretty structured on, okay, 10 30 at night, you don't have internet anymore. Right. Um and then on weekends it was later, like 1 a.m. or something. I forget what the default was the the what I had set up. Um but so yeah very very easy to configure. So as soon as a new device gets added, I just add it to the to his profile and off we go.
0: He's, he uh, has. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Are, 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 is there something similar with Amplify with
3: that? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So you've actually got two options. You can pause internet on all devices. You just turn it off. It's yeah. literally just swiping your finger. And I'll try to show you again through the camera. But additionally, just like with uh, Ross's equipment, you can create a profile, schedule internet access. Who has access to it? You create a group. So let me just hold up the phone. I hope it's somewhat clear
1: nice Yeah.
3: and then i'll move it up and this is where you create the profile that middle pane.
1: i needed something like this last year
2: <laughs> and so to, to al's point when on the euro side once you create the profile and associate the devices you can then manually pause or unpause them at any time so you don't even have to wait for the schedule your kid
0: oh so off. you could be internet lord i it's like it you, yeah i like it and the internet czar in your yeah. home. Mm-hmm.
3: But I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I, I've honestly never used either feature. Um, it's probably lack of just being lazy, but... <laughs> uh, a, is, At least it, you're it, honest. Yeah, yeah. It own
0: it, man. Just own it, and I'll be like, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about it kind of offline or on Twitter. The last thing anybody wants to do when they come home from work, especially in the technology field, not to put words in your mouth, is deal with more technology.
1: Yeah
0: i'm right there
1: with you well and mine have a workaround because they have data on their phones, so yeah there's a way around the system already
3: that's where my wife gets involved because she manages our mobile plan and she'll nip that
1: yeah well i boy you guys both answered a lot of really fantastic questions puma i loved hearing about your experience too you'll have to keep me updated on how it progresses because i'm going to do something i have to do something
2: the other thing that I'm kind of curious in that Al can uh, fill me in on, because I, because I mean, we didn't talk about what I don't think we we never talked about in this call what led us to which choice, right? Yes. Um, so I'll just start off with that, and then I'll ask my one question on because I think it it's also a a cool feature. Um, you know, I was tired of the poor network that I had at home, so I wanted mesh. Uh, I started looking on Reddit, searching, and found the Eero forum, and just Started reading about them and I'm like, hmm, sounds interesting. And then to go back to Al's point around cost, like, and then I saw the price tag and I'm like, whoa, like, this is way more than I've ever spent. I'm used to spending, you know, 60 bucks for an access point. This thing's, you know, several hundred dollars when you put it all together. You know, I think it was like $500 to get uh, the, the four units I wanted in the house. And I'm like, well, you know what? If this actually solves the problem of me having to reboot all the time, and improves overall cell connectivity then maybe it'd be worth it. And so I can say that that actually came to be, right? I never sent it back. So I didn't I didn't actually ever investigate amplify. I mean, I knew Google had a solution, I knew Netgear had a solution, I knew some others had a solution. And so like was, there were several of those that I was like, "Yep, not even going to look at and then I just kind of said, all right, well, I just need to choose and execute. And so I just went on Eero without researching all of them in detail. Um, one of the other things that would be interesting to hear about uh, Al's position on that. Uh, so I'll let him go, and then I'll ask my question.
3: No worries. I mean, I was in a similar position. I think a lot of us are. Uh, most of us are probably Costco customers. So every time you walk into a Costco, you see nothing but routers and Access points, and they're always relatively inexpensive, but you get what you pay for. And um, I just, I became fed up. So I I hadn't done, it, honestly, any research. I just went with what a lot in the tech community had suggested based on their feedback. And I know um, Puma had mentioned this earlier. She's testing her equipment for 30 days. She's got a 30-day window. That was my mindset when I purchased my Amplify equipment. I had a 30-day window, but I planned it so that I, Took full advantage of every all each day. I didn't buy it and wait a week to set it up. As soon as it arrived, Sorry. I yeah, yeah, I set aside the, the time. I did the exact same thing. Took yeah. advantage of
2: that 30-day window. Saw it was it worked beautifully. It was like, I'm done. Right. I'm
3: gonna, I was afraid to set mine in. up. No, no. <laughs> That's why it sat there. No, mine. Oh, no. I was like,
0: oh <laughs> like, my God, do I really want to do this? <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast, but yeah. No, no, I, didn't. I, didn't. Well, I mean it is yeah. a big
2: deal to to rip out your existing network and put in a new one because then you gotta go touch all the devices, right? Right and connect them. I didn't off, believe right? you so guys. It's, it's I I, I, I didn't believe it. you guys.
0: Like I'm like, it can't be that freaking easy. Was it?
2: But like but it is,
0: right? But it was like, like man, I that's that's why I held off. Like them I, in,
2: you you turn I was it, you download pasty. the app and you connect. Like I, I, think, I was,
0: I literally, it was fear. It, fear is what held me back from putting that in. Cause I'm like, oh my God. The like I just kept saying, I gotta like yeah, set Because
2: you're up remembering I gotta, the old networking equipment yes. that you've all had to set up that was painful.
3: My biggest fear, and again, we all have kids, is listening to them complain if things didn't go as planned.
0: Well, that's right. when I was like, I have to do this because she's complaining she can't connect, you know, play GTA. Right. And, okay. you but know, like
2: it's been, and like, Publum. It's how many days since you set it up? We're
0: coming Five? up, we're coming up to a week now, and um, yeah, she's she's playing Fortnite, GTA, Roblox, you you name it all. She's all like you know, she's doing all that in her room, and her TikToks and her Instagrams and she's YouTube. Not
2: playing right now. I've, I've got on all say,
0: devices between her iPad, iPhone, both her iPads, ooh, um, and her computer, gosh. And her Xbox, and her Chromebook. She's got it all in the room. Like I have both. Yeah. I'm like, seriously, child, come yeah. on. Yeah. I
2: think we all need to have Pumala as like, you know, a fairy godmother.
1: I was like. just thinking that. <laughs> the device fairy godmother.
3: <laughs> right. But in terms of the cost for my equipment, uh, if I recall, it was $350. Uh, looking back, yeah, was that above my planned budget? Absolutely. I'm not going to lie. But I don't regret spending one penny. Looking, You know, it's just been, it's been a great experience. Um, it's so easy to set up. I think it took me initially probably 30 minutes to set up the router and the two mesh points, and I'd probably guess 15 of that minutes was just to update the firmware out of the box.
0: Which, yep. you know, that's to be expected.
3: That's expected. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I'm one thing to... I was going to add, if you oh. don't mind. Oh, go ahead. Ross, and this may be helpful for, depending on your situation or need. I mean, I've tested it once or twice, but I'm not—I don't see myself using it moving for, moving forward. Um, Amplify has an app that you can download. It is called—I'm looking it up—the VPN router to router. Maybe I can. Do you mind if I share a screen with everyone?
0: Go for it. Go for it. Right.
3: Let's see if I can. Maybe just this tab.
0: We're gonna be cutting edge with technology. <laughs>
3: Okay, so hopefully you can see the Teleport VPN router to router screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this is included. It's a separate app that you can download on your mobile device. I've used it, like I said, once or twice. Pretty. does self- it work? Actually, like, I mean, I, like
0: a, 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 since you've used it, did, do you like
3: it? I was actually pleasantly surprised that it worked very okay. effectively. Okay. Yeah, so it's pretty self-explanatory. You can see for yourself on the screen yeah. what it does and how it works. But I believe the advantage to having this capability is is managing your network while you're away from the house. So if one of your little ones acted up, and your better yeah. half called you and said, "We need to shut this off," you have that ability. Yeah. Wow,
0: I like that. Fantastic.
3: Yeah. It's very cool. It's uh.
0: Like I like it, but I don't know how often I'd actually use that.
3: So, yeah. I mean, it's I, the same here. But yeah, I like well,
2: it. It's like
3: it's, it's cool. a curious
2: thing. I, I'd like to read about that more. I just didn't have a chance because, I mean. I mean, I can tell you with Eero, I can, I can browse it remotely, without having to be in the network and make configuration changes as needed. Can you? I didn't yes. know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, Do because get- you're because I mean, effectively, what you're doing is you're connecting to their service, mm-hmm. and the service is pushing oh, yeah, down yeah. the changes to the device. Um, where I was thinking, Al was going with is. Uh, that that solution provides VPN protection, like the ability to you know, um, um, you know, have a create a VPN tunnel for your device when you're like on Wi-Fi hotspots or whatever, right? Like it was a an additional solution, but the, the nomenclature that they used, router to router, was
3: odd. Actually, that's a good point. I think when I tested it, Ross, I wanted to see if it did act as a VPN, and I used my MacBook to connect to said. Um, uh, VPN connection and it worked flawlessly. It was it was, it was okay. private. It was protected. So on and so forth. Okay, that was yes. Yeah, so
2: this Uh-oh. was where I was going. The the I think the the other interesting advantage with the some of these mesh network providers. I can't say for all of them, but I know at least for Eero, um, is that they offer additional services like subscription services that you can procure that do additional things. For example, uh, Eero. Like if we go back to that whole safety piece um, for, I want to I say it right, so I had to look it up. So for two nine nine dollars a month or $30 a year, you get the ability to have protection, all your devices from inbound threats or outbound threats, right? So it's doing some malware filtering effectively. It's doing, uh, gives you the capability. So going back to those profiles, the ability to find safe filters so you can say, hey, no adult content, no, um, uh violence type there's there's like four different categories so for like children you can turn off certain abilities for them to search certain things and then ad blocking is the other big one yeah. um it just automatically kills all the ads like it's great of course there's there's some sites that um you know then won't let you browse because ad blocking's on um and then they you get some additional like features like insight reporting and things like they'll send you a weekly summary that indicates how much how many threats have been blocked, et cetera. They have an advanced one that's $99 a year that adds a VPN component, one password, and then malware bytes. So you can install the antivirus for Mac and Windows. So you can get an advanced thing if you need that beyond, you know, what's built into Windows 10 or um, whatever's available on a Mac. Um so that those were just something like I when they they originally only had one tier that hundred dollar tier and I didn't use it because I'm like I don't need one password, I don't need a VPN, I don't need malware bytes, so I wasn't interested in it. When they created the second tier that was only thirty dollars a year, I'm like, yeah, I can use that. Yeah. And um let's see, I'm curious now. Let me see if I can go find my last week's mail on it. So I can oh, where did an outlook go? Um, just to give you an idea of how many scans uh, I went through. Ugh, sorry, I gotta scroll. This is what Impromptu does. Here, Ross, one of my
0: you- children. One of my children, or well, the only one that's really at home. She has left her room. I feel like there should be like a huge announcement. Oh wow! There should be. <laughs> Yeah, the child has left the room. She's outside in the sunlight in the backyard. I feel like, you know, there should be like some type of child alert or broadcast.
3: <laughs> well, okay. So you bring up another point, and I'm not trying to get nosy in any way, but I don't mind sharing it myself. If I, we have four ring cameras around the house. Yeah. If I, if I had, if I was using those four ring cameras on inadequate, or subpar equipment it would be horrible the whole experience okay yeah, yeah. that
0: that's good that's very good to know yeah. i use an arlo uh, i've
3: heard good things have, about that
0: it, it is and i have it you know placed strategically um in certain areas and uh we have wildlife that uh like to roam in the our backyard like coyotes and foxes and um at night we have a little dog and um we're, we have a little dog that likes at night. <laughs> we don't
1: have it just at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rent a dog
3: in the, in the evening. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So with the cameras, just just to kind of keep an eye out when she goes outside, because I really don't want her to be somebody's or something's dinner or early breakfast. Uh. You know, she's she's that size where she can be, you know, a meal. But it, it's. I, and that I guess Ar- Arlo's cloud-based as well, so you need to have uh, decent um, internet and VMware and all that good stuff. So that was that was also another factor with doing the upgrade is just to make sure that everything was kind of kosher in the house. But primarily is for my child that wants to play GTA at two o'clock in the morning
2: because so she got pulled over the last time. <laughs> I found the email. So last week, so this was the seventeenth through the twenty-third. For my network, it performed 922,000 scans for potential threats. There were 1,318 threats that were blocked across wow. devices. Now And 12,000 ad blocks. Wow. Um, now, the things that it doesn't tell me, so those are the high-level insights. It doesn't allow me to drill in. I can drill in and see which devices through the app. We're doing it. What I can't see is the very specifics. What threats in particular were blocked as an example, right? Like it doesn't give me that level of granularity, which I would love to, for them to, to expand upon in the future. But it is kind of cool to see like, oh, it's actually my Surface Book for work that had 1,200 threats or, uh, you know, half, f- half of the threats blocked. And it was my son's MacBook that had another third. And uh, I think I was telling Pumla last week it was like, my Xbox One had several threats blocked, and I'm like, well, "That's very curious, because that's a relatively closed system." So what's yeah. it? What's it actually yeah. marking as a threat on that one? I can't tell for that. Now that, and I think that probably brings us into—I don't know if we're running over or what—but
1: we it are. Probably but brings you us know. into
2: another thing: support, <laughs> right? Like, occasionally you have issues, right? Um, and and I'll be honest—I had an issue with this latest firmware update in that. Issue in that I noticed my Xbox One was no longer reporting that it was able to create a UPnP port outbound, right? Wasn't able to register a UPnP port, which was odd because UPnP is enabled within Euro's system. So after fiddling with it a while, I contacted them through their in-app support. So basically, started an email chain. They immediately got back to me, asked me to, you know, try a few things. We worked on it some and then as they were diagnosed it they made a, a change to the to the cloud network um, and in the end they're like okay it looks like we do have a bug in the in the new firmware go ahead and manually create a static outbound port for your xbox to resolve that issue now it was only because i was fooling around that i even noticed that issue i wasn't actually having any issues with the xbox in terms of streaming or gaming or anything it was just something i noticed while troubleshooting something else unrelated to my home network on the xbox um so my point in all that is hell of a lot better support than you got from any of the non-mesh network providers way back in the day um they're responsive yeah they
1: helped you right they away it sounds like. they, they,
2: they resolve issues and it was, it was great
3: yeah, um, that, I'm sure that,
2: Amplify has the same type of thing, right, Al?
3: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Within the app itself, you can uh, start a live support chat session. I believe I've had to use it maybe once, and it wasn't an Amplify issue. It was actually a Verizon issue, and believe this or not, Amplify support was able to help me resolve the Verizon-related issue, which Verizon couldn't. Thanks. <laughs> so nice. But, um, yeah, it's been great. And, God, there was one other thing I was going to mention. I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, you know, going back to the cameras, just more devices, things that are always online, streaming per se. And, um, yeah, it, it's worth every dollar, in my opinion.
0: Yep. Okay. Well, we are out of time. Uh, but I want to thank Booth, our guests. This was really, really good information. Teresa, how do I, you feel?
1: I feel like, like I said, I wish – I made it for a diff- different, reason that I wish I had this last year, like yesterday, like that's the, now the mindset I have, like I will be getting something soon. Um, so I may try and find if I find out if there's like a rundown feature sheet between Amplify and Eerie cause they sound or Eero cause they sound so familiar, like inter like neck and neck. Um, so I want to just see if I can find that little difference but uh, I will be getting one of them soon. Thank you both so much. You're welcome. This, is, this was You're awesome. Welcome. Thank you, Al.
0: Thank you, Ross. So that's all the time we have, everyone. Thank you again for joining us. And this was the latest edition of The Current Status. See you next time.
3: Bye. Thank you, everybody.